just one every single day? What if you could inspire just one person every single day? That's seven people a week, 30 people a month, 365 people a year. Over the course of 10 years, that's over 3,500 people. That could be life-changing, and that's only one. Our guest today actually has that as his main inspiration, his main why is to try and make sure that he has an effect, a positive effect on at least one person every single day. This is the Way to Greatness podcast, where we explore the journey from failure and mediocrity to success and greatness. And now your host, Ari Gunsberg. Welcome back to The Way to Greatness. Today we have Brian Schulman. Brian, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Wow, that's a broad question. <laughs> where, <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, where do you want me to start? <laughs> just, just a little, just a little bit about yourself. I, I, I even later will ask you about a bird's eye view of specifically the challenges you've been through. So, you know, just if you want to give us a quick intro. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Gosh, I mean, usually when I get asked that question, I say pound and a half miracle baby that wasn't supposed to live. Grew up with a neurological disorder. Uh, culture at syndrome, which are uncontrollable ticks and twitches, dealt with a lot of bullying growing up, a lot of adversity, and uh, and kind of found myself and my voice along the way in my journey. But we can kind of dig into some of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Proud father of two kids, two teenagers. Amazing, amazing. All right. I saw your why, and I love it. I, I got to tell you, I don't, and I really, really want to know, how do you go about inspiring one person each day? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I get this question a lot, like, how are you so positive all the time? And, <laughs> and it's, I mean, it, it, I get it, right? Because every time you see me showing up on LinkedIn, I am, I am always positive. And I think it's because of coming from where I have, right? So literally fighting for every breath to make it into this world is a, as I mentioned, is a miracle baby. I weighed a pound and a half when I was born. I was three months premature. I wasn't supposed to live. And then being diagnosed with a neurological disorder, like I said, called Tourette syndrome, which are uncontrollable tics and twitches. And usually you don't know you're doing them. You know, being the weird kid, I'm throwing up air quotes, uh, dealing with adversity and bullying, like I said, growing up. I, I wanted to give out the opposite of the negative that I had received by those around me. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I certainly had a ton of positivity around me, right? But sometimes, as we all know, one negativity can overshadow a thousand positives. Oh my goodness, that's um, so true. Yeah, and so I, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a giver of good and positivity and light and strength and encouragement. Uh, and you know, I know life is ten percent what happens to me and ninety percent how I react to it. And I know that every breath I literally, uh, I know I've failed way more in life and in business, and I've succeeded. Um, that I've learned from every step. And then I've gotten up every time I've dusted myself off and I've kept going. And, and that's why I've succeeded no matter what the outcome is. 
you know, we met on LinkedIn, right? And I know that I came to LinkedIn, well, 16 years in December um, with a stick about good of the universe, that no matter what was going on with me, right? No matter how bad my day was, um, that I would give out good 365 days a year with the hopes to achieve my why. And so my why is to inspire one person a day. And, and, and that can be in so many different ways, right? If, if I could inspire one person to chase after their dreams and, and know and feel and believe that they can accomplish anything, um, or to get up after you've fallen 50,000 times and do it again, knowing that, you know, you are succeeding every time that you do get back up, regardless of whether you achieve that goal that you've set out for yourself, right? Or, or inspire someone who inspires somebody else or put a smile on somebody's face when they don't have one for a brief moment during that time when you truly need it or a laugh, right? Because we all need those things or, or just make somebody feel good about themselves, right? Any one of those things for just one person a day, I have done my part as a human being to make the world a better place. And, you know, the reality is life, life has and will and continue to throw me mad curveballs and I will continue to get up to the plate and keep swinging as my mom. She, she showed me a picture of me in my first Halloween costume, irony of timing here, uh, sitting on her lap. And I said, well, why did you put me in a lion's costume as my first baby costume? And she said, because you're a fighter and you fought for every breath to make it into this world. Wow. So will get up and fight and that you know everyone will keep getting up and, and believe in themselves and know that they they have a voice and that they have a story and that they matter and and that they're not alone and that we're in it together and yeah so there you go <laughs> nice a high security network including ddos detection uptime monitoring ssl support hardware firewalls they've got next generation infrastructure free site migrations they are there to provide you with peace of mind about your wordpress websites as somebody who has websites myself i can tell you it takes a lot of work to run them and to make sure they're running properly and kinsta can help you get there go to ariguns.com forward slash kinsta today to check out everything that they have to offer i think you're going to love it again that's ariguns.com forward slash kinsta a-r-i-g-u-n-z.com forward slash Kinsta. That's K-I-N-S-T-A. I saw you were a Forbes featured entrepreneur. How'd you get to be that? <laughs> so <laughs> I, it's a great question actually. Uh, and, and again, it just kind of goes to speak about the power of, of people, uh, the power of relationships, the power of LinkedIn. Um, so I had a friend, Mary Alice, who's on the East coast and she's like, hey, you know, I, I just, I got to introduce you a friend of mine. I think you two would totally hit it off. Um, she's uh, grew up with, with challenges as well. And I just think you would have a lot in common. You just have so much, it feels like you just have so much in common. I have a great conversation. I said, yeah, I'd love to chat with her. So I had a friend of mine, another friend of mine, Lila Smith. I love you, Lila. Um, had reached out to me. I had reached out to her actually and just said, Hey, and this was, you know, over a year ago, um, I'm going to start my own company. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Can you come fly to Dallas? I want to throw you a launch party. I said, <laughs> I said, wait, I'm sorry. You want to what? Like I, I, that's incredible. Like nobody's ever thrown me a party before. I mean, my mom threw me birthday parties when I was a kid and, and they were awesome. Um, but I'm like, that's, 
that's incredible. She's like, can you come to Dallas? I'm like, well, yeah. I said, I literally just filed my paperwork. I, I just LLC'd. And, you know, I'm like, I, I said, I think I said, I don't have anything, you know. She's like, do you have you? And I said, yeah. She's like, well, you don't need anything else. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> so I was sick as a dog. Literally, I was so sick the weekend before. And I slept all weekend. And I'm like, I have got to shake this bug. And I, I didn't. It just stuck with me. And I said, I'm going to Dallas. I don't care how bad I feel. So I got into Dallas and Lila picks me up at the airport and uh, she just is incredible and just one of the most amazing human beings on the planet. I love her with all my heart and, um, and take, just takes great care of me. And so we wind up going around the city and just enjoying a uh, company with some friends. And, uh, and then the next day was the launch party. And I, we had gotten back from uh, from checking out some really cool parts of the city, and I was going to take a nap, and I had gotten a text from my friend Denise, and Denise is who Mary Alice said I should chat with. Now, I didn't, you know, she just said she was a writer. I didn't think anything about it, um, and we got on the phone. And we wound up talking for like an hour and a half. We had the best conversation together, and just totally vibed. And and towards the end of the conversation, she said, you know, well, hey, look, I, I have a deadline, and I just, I want to ask you some questions and I'm just thinking, okay, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to help wherever I can. Right. And so we're just talking through things and it's, it's relative to disabilities in the workplace and how people are treated and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was a really, really great piece she was putting together. And towards the end, she was like, okay, well, you know, that great conversation. And, you know, I didn't want me to mention you. And I, again, I wasn't like thinking about it. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, Brian Shulman, founder and CEO of Voice Revive. And, um, and that was that. So I get to the launch party and it was incredible. And I'm sitting at the table with some other founders and we're just chatting. And all of a sudden I get a text and I didn't recognize the number. And all that was in it was a link to a Forbes article. And I click on the <laughs> Forbes article and I see at the top, I see a picture of Denise. I'm like, hey, that's Denise. And I'm like, she sent me a link. She wanted me to read something, right? And I'm scrolling and there's this whole section of our conversation and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just became a Forbes featured entrepreneur the night of my launch party. What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so it, that that's how it happened. Um, I think the most important part, though, is just like the behind the scenes, how it happened, right? My friend Mary Alice introduced me, who, who I met on LinkedIn, right? Through another friend introduced me to Denise. And we had this incredible conversation. And lo and behold, she happens to be a writer for Forbes. And there you go. So I think it's just the power of of people coming together, right? It's the power of building incredible relationships, especially of LinkedIn, um, because you never know who you're going to meet and you never know who you can help where and and you never know what's going to happen and all the great things that can can come from just, you know, uh, reaching out and and having great conversations with people. Definitely. Yeah. The power of serendipity, really. Yeah, absolutely. I know just before we covered a little bit of your trials and tribulations, are there are there other aspects to the big breadth of the trials and tribulations that you went through that you can give us the bird's eye view on, or should we just, if it's okay, just deep dive right into those? We can we can dive in, um, and you know, I, I'm thinking about doing something with you that I've done recently with a few other um, hosts that I've been on podcasts with, just because I think. You know, you asked me that question about how, you know, the whole inspiring uh, one person a day. So I, I, I'm going to do this. So so bear with me here because I have a hard time getting through it. Uh, my, I was sitting in my, my home office here 
And my daughter walked in, this was January of last year. And she's, she just started college. So she was her senior year. Um, and she hands me a couple pieces of paper and, and she says, I want you to, I want you to read this. I stopped what I was doing. And, and I looked at it and the very top of it, it said four way speech contest essay. Uh, and as I understand it, this was extra credit. Like she didn't have to do this. So it's entitled live to inspire. And I'm sharing this with you because I think it's so much more powerful when we hear things coming from others. In my case, I think you'll understand why this is so meaningful to me. Um, so this story about to be told is about an extraordinary man now 42 years young who accepted all the obstacles life had to throw at him. Now, I, I know you may be thinking that Everyone has different obstacles they just overcome throughout their lifetime. So how is he different from you and I? Well, what makes this particular man different from you and I is the tactic he used when faced with these obstacles. What makes him different from you and I is that he took these obstacles and used them to help make a difference and inspire others to never let life get in the way of their greatness and achievements. What makes us different from everyone else is not the obstacles life throws at us, but what we do when faced with these obstacles. Will you choose to accept defeat or will you choose to persevere? On May 13th, 1975, a child was born in Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. This child was born three months early, weighing a pound and a half, and because of this was a premature baby. During the early 80s, he was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome, which is a type of tick or involuntary repetitive movement and vocalization type of disorder. And one day at camp, the counselor had to take this young boy to a payphone, tears streaming down his face to call his mother because his neck was constantly snapping to one side over and over and over again. He went to various doctors who performed countless medical examinations to try and find a cure for his disorder. Every doctor said the same thing. He's fine. He'll grow out of it. And one day in fifth grade, he stood up in front of his entire class and shared with them what Tourette's syndrome was and what living with Tourette's syndrome was like. A huge weight was lifted off his shoulders once he shared his story with his classmates, and it generated many supporters, whether they be friends, parents, or teachers. Finally, a specialist at UCLA told him that he would never be able to get rid of this disorder alone and suggested that he take a special drug called clonidine to help with the tics. Unfortunately, with this drug came horrible side effects. He made a conscious decision not to take the pills and try to master his condition through focus and determination. After a while, the tics started to diminish and eventually, for the most part, they went away. No one knows what life has in store for them. All we can do is live until we're forced to face an obstacle in which we must make a choice to either overcome or accept defeat. The Rotary Forward test demonstrates how one person can make a difference in the lives of others. With the experiences this boy had to face came a life lesson. With determination, perseverance, and support from others, anything can happen. Now, now 42 years young, this man chooses to use his story, chooses to use his story to make a difference in others' lives by inspiring people in times of uncertainty. He implements the Rotary's motto, service before self, by finding the light in those who cannot find it in themselves.
supporting them through their tough obstacles. He helps lift people's spirits and hopes in times of hopelessness and despair. He helps people turn their ideas and dreams into realities. He helps build people from the ground up in hopes that they too will one day share their stories with others. He makes a difference in this world each and every day, which inspires others to make a difference as well. Who may you ask is this man? Well, he is my father. Out of all the lives he's made a difference in, I believe he's made the biggest difference in mine. He inspires me to never give up on what I believe in, to always do what makes me happy. But most importantly, to always live every day as if it were the last, because we are never guaranteed a tomorrow. As Gandhi once said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Making a difference in the lives of others is my dad's change. What will be yours? I've got goosebumps. <laughs> I, just, I literally can't read this and not lose it. It's uh, and, and the starting of tears also. Uh, <laughs> um, I, so I, now you understand why I wanted to share that with you. And I, uh, there's a couple things I want to share in here because there's a few moments. Important. Um, I just to, to add some more color. Um, when I got diagnosed, I had gone from doctor to doctor to doctor and they all did say the same thing. You know, he's fine. He'll grow out of it because they figured just, you know, kids in general, they have everything, you know, kids, most kids these days have ADD. Um, and back then they didn't know what this thing was. And when I wound up eventually at UCLA, after all these neurological tests and wires stuck to my head, which by the way, you know, they ask you to sit still because they literally every little tiny thing, every movement is triggered on their graphs. And I didn't know I was twitching, let alone could I sit still because I, how am I going to control something I don't know is happening. Right. Yeah. Um, and so Again, early early in the eighties, um, Tourette's just for that matter, it was an unknown thing and, and they found a name for it and they had this experimental drug clonidine and I did take it for a couple of years. Uh and I would knock me out for probably thirty minutes at a time. I'd fall asleep in class and get questioned why am I falling asleep, you know, and because I didn't tell my teachers and everyone at that time, you know, what was going on with me. I, I didn't know. And so I was relieved and terrified when I stood up in fifth grade in front of my classmates and teachers and parents and said, this is what it is. But I think at the same time, again, I mentioned relieved because, you know, you can imagine and kids wear everything on their sleeves, you know, there's no, there's no soundproof walls or anything, right. There's no, um, there's no stopping. It just kind of comes out. And, and I mentioned, you know, I did get bullied a lot and, and I really didn't know who my friends were to be frank. Cause it was a lot of tongue in cheek too, even with folks that were around me that were friends. Um, and so right before I grew up Jewish by faith and right before I'd gotten bar mitzvah and I, it, I was a year late. Um, I said to my mom, I can't take this, these drugs anymore. And my mom, like any amazing mother was like, mm, okay. Um, are you know, are you sure there's going to be a lot of people here and want to make sure you're okay. And, and apparently what I said was they're all here for me. They know who I am. I don't, I don't need it. Um, and she said, okay, well, 
I will um I will keep it just in case just in case you ever need it. And uh and I never I never took it again. And I also so for some clarity, you know, when I talk about the ticks and switches kind of in the height uh of my Tourette's and that I would say like preteen in the teen. Um, jumping up and down from room to room, somersaulting or jumping up and down, somersaulting from room to room, uh, these intense neck twitches, as I shared, uh, lots of facial expressions, lots of auditory noises, wrist flicking. A lot of times these would commingle too. Um, and I did grow out of most of them. Most people wouldn't know that I have Tourette's unless you truly knew what to look for. And I think part of that is yes, I was determined to control something that was uncontrollable, but I found a number of natural calming mechanisms. Because the thing is, it, Tourette's, by the way, is more common in boys versus girls. Uh, and usually between, I want to say like 16 and 18, you either grow out of it or it sticks with you. Um, and And the strange thing is that what I found as outlets, I found to be common across people that have Tourette's. So Music, I've been a musician my whole life. It started with piano for me. And I remember literally, you know, pulling myself up onto the seat and I'd sit in front of the piano for hours in the dark just playing. And it was like I was in another body, right? Like like I was, quote, I'm throwing air quotes up again, like I was normal, right? Um, and, and I think it's partially because I was so focused in what I was doing. It took me to another world. And I think anyone that has that thing for them, right? You're you're a, you're an athlete, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're whatever it is, right? Whatever that love is that just kind of takes you deep into it. Um, that was that thing for me. Music was one of those things, right? Um, comedy was another one. I truly fell in love with physical comedians. And I didn't realize this a lot later. I did get a degree in psychology and it was really to understand myself better and to understand other people because of what I had been through. Um, and so I'd love watching the Three Stooges and Sam Kinison and uh, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, uh, young comedians at the time like Jim Carrey or Robin Williams, right? Like, and they were all physical comedians. And I think I related to them, you know, because I did a lot of that stuff. I mean, they were making it fun. I, I um, dancing was the other one. I loved dancing, and my mom, my mom, my mom always told me she's like, you know, I'm going to teach you how to dance, and you're going to love me for it because all the girls are going to. They're gonna love you, and and so every any time possible, you know, she, we we dance together. Uh, I came home from school when I was I don't know probably grade school bawling, and I, I said, why does nobody like me, and why does everybody keep making fun of me? Because I didn't get it. I just didn't understand. Because I wasn't aware of what was happening. Right. I wasn't aware right. of what I was doing. And and she took me to the bathroom with this big mirror, and we sat down, and she said, okay, I want you to see something. And she did every tick and twitch I was doing at the time. And then she said, all right, let her rip. Whatever you've got in you, just, just let it go. Because I would try and suppress it. And the problem is when you do that, it's like a volcano waiting to explode. Um, you can, so feel, I it, it you can feel it? Um, I can feel the, the uh, pressure like like inside me. like just And I, 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 you know, again, not knowing what it was, but just something festering in me. Um, and so I would let it out. I let it out and then and then she said okay and then she put some music on and we, we'd start <laughs> dancing um so and the thing to and analyzing these things right again just getting psychological on myself when I when I thought of dancing as an example I'm like okay 
all these people on a dance floor acting weird, flaring their arms and moving their body in ways they wouldn't usually do, making noises and weird facial expressions, right? All the stuff that I would be doing in real life. And I thought maybe I felt normal in a sea of people that felt they were acting weird. Right. So those were three natural outlets for me. And they've always been a part of my life. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it it really, it really blew me away, Ari. I mean, I just, you know, putting this in front of me and reading her words and, you know, my legacy are my kids. My legacy is, my legacy is every person that I have the ability, whose heart I have the ability to touch in some way, uh, you know, on LinkedIn as an example. Yes. I every, you know, I mean, it's... This is, this is something I keep on coming across in my own mind and my own life all over and over and over again, right? If all we're able to touch is the people around us, but not our own kids and our own family, mm-hmm. you know, aren't, aren't we maybe doing something wrong? Like, shouldn't we be focused family first? And, and I, don't mean, I don't mean only family, but, but, you know, look, if we're going to be inspiring people, our kids come first, right? Why, why should we let somebody else be the inspiration for our kids? Now, there are going to be times when just... Uh, a parent and a kid don't connect in that way and it's and it's there's too much of a gap to you know because everybody's got different personalities but but we have to make the effort i think no you're so right i mean we could talk about this all day it's you know i always wanted to be a daddy it was like i it was no question in my mind i loved kids I, i i i wanted to be my mom in dad form like she was so inspiring to me. Inspiring, you know, I, supportive, just, oh, I mean, gosh. she was, it sounds like she was just such an incredible light in your life. Incredible. Like th- there's not enough breath in my lungs to describe how much she's my genuine hero. I mean, she is, she's my, my genuine hero. And I, like I said, I always knew I wanted to be a daddy. And, and I, I think we learn a lot from the examples in our lives, right? Not just in our home, but what happens around us and, and through our life. And I, I had a number of examples that, or I should say people that came in, had been in my life or came in my life of me realizing and more not realizing, making sure I never forgot the most important thing to me. And the most important thing to me, to your point, Ari, is family. You know, throughout my entire career, I've turned down so many opportunities because they would have taken me away from, uh, they would have either moved my family or taken me away from my family longer than I wanted to be. You know, I didn't want to miss anything. I didn't want to miss sleepless nights because of teething. I didn't want to miss the 105 fevers. I didn't want to miss the recitals and the, the, the cheer competitions and the, the throw up at 3am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I look, you know, when we're going through it, we're kind of pulling our hair out going, Oh my God, you know, but, but, but seriously, you reflect back and go, I, I wouldn't miss anything. I wouldn't change any of it. Like they, these are, these are the moments, you know, uh, and, and it's, it's incredible. Like I always say next to being married to my wife and best friend for 20 years this past July, like being a dad is the most incredible gift on the planet. And it being is. a parent is the most incredible gift that we are given. You know, it's not easy. We, we have to, our job, right. We're the most underpaid CEOs, if you will, in the world. Um, it's a life job. Um, and our job is to bring good human beings into this world and to make sure they can take care of themselves and Lord willing, they'll take care of us and we can't, and we don't know who we are. Right. I mean, I could talk about how proud I am of my kids, all my monkeys, as I call them all day long. I mean, I, I, I'm, 
I'm just, I'm so proud of them and the, just the human beings that they are and, and absolutely everything they've accomplished, you know, I mean, gosh, they're so much smarter than I am. So yes, long answer to your short point, which is it, it starts here. You know, this is, this is what's always mattered most to me. Definitely. Um, there was yeah. a, I don't remember exactly what it was. I, I, I want to say it was a time when I wasn't exactly sober. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I was sitting there and I'm like, I, I like had this like epiphany. I was, I was sitting there and I realized, you know, because the typical definition of success for most people is, is you know, money, great job, you know, high-powered lawyer, high-powered accountant, uh, doctor, lawyer, whatever, you know. Mm. All these things that people just uh, um, internally without thinking about it, or like, that's the pinnacle of success. And mm -hmm. I sat there and I had this thought, I was like, you know what, really the truth is, if, if I could get to the end of my life, look back and be able to say I was a good dad, that would be successful. It doesn't matter what anything else that I've done in my entire life, yep. I, if I can turn back and say, you know what, I was a good dad, that's it. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. You know, and I, I say the same thing. It's like, it's not the boards I'm on. It's not the, the you know, startups I advise. It's not the global speaking. It's not the co-founding and building of companies or whatever. It, it's not about that. Like that, and don't get me wrong, like that's been a part of my life, but that's not what, at the end of the day, when we're taking our last breath, that's not what matters. What matters is the impact that we make, in my opinion, the impact that we make on 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 people's lives, you know? And, and yes, being a dad, it's like, if I can look back and go, you know, my kids look and go, wow, you know, they're better human beings. If their hearts are bigger, you know, they're kinder. That's, yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. it. And I think it's really easy. It's really, it, it really is easy for people to forget, you know, the things that are in front of them. I mean, we're moving so fast in life, you know, and, and everything's going on and the dips and the ebbs and the flows and, and um and the happiness and the pains and everything right and and again i think it's that's why i think it's just it's so important i every dad i ever talk to like i have this conversation with them and i'm like you know i always want to know how their kids are and you know where life and all that and 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 just share with them look you can't turn the clock back you you I, I remember sitting in one of my mentor's offices. Uh, he was the best of the best in the industry I was in. Like I looked up to him so much. I wanted to be him, right? In business, I wanted to be him. And and he took me under his wing. And I remember like it was yesterday. He said, look, I can take you down two paths. This was in the relatively you know, early days of my career. And he said, I can take you down this road. You'll make more money than you ever dreamed. But like me, you'll miss five years of your kids' lives. You'll miss five years of your family's life. Um, or I can take you down this road. You'll make really good money, but you won't miss anything. And he knew me well enough to know which way I was going to go by like any great mentor, right? You put it out there and the choice is yours. And, and I did, I picked, I picked the road to the, to the left, the one that was about doing really well, but I didn't want to miss anything, you know? And yep. it, it always stuck with me. Um, and, and again, examples of our own lives growing up and such and things that matter to us and, and examples that we look at and go, yeah, that I want to, I want to do that. Or I don't want to ever do that. Um, like I said, I, I didn't want to ever not be here. I didn't want to ever not be present. And I, I always said to myself, okay, well, I'm going to find a way early days of my career. You know, you got to be in an office, you got to chug, you got to grind, you got to, you got to you got to scab your knees up, so to speak, you know, you've got to put in your time. And, and I did that 
but I got really, really good at building relationships digitally, virtually, and, and was able, it afforded me the ability to be able to work from home a lot and travel when I need to. Right. Um, but, but again, to not miss anything. So it, it was, it was always top of mind to me. It mattered more than anything because, you know, it, kids can get disrupted so easily. It's hard to socialize in general, right? You you take them out of one environment they're used to and put them in something in brand new. And that's not just kids, but but I think especially kids, you know, that's really hard. It's it's something that's always been, you know, been been top of mind, always will be top of mind, and you know, always will be the most important thing to me. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I just want to point out also that as parents, there are those times when it just gets so incredibly difficult. And like, like you said before, in the moment, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, you haven't slept in three days, the kid's screaming, there's a fever, hospital, whatever it is, whatever you got to do. But, but, and, and I'm quoting your daughter right now, right? You keep on going until you have to make that choice to either overcome or to accept defeat. And I know for most parents, or at least for most, for I mean, for all good parents, right? The the choice is never to accept defeat. The choice is always, what do I have to do to overcome? I'll make it past this. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll make it. I'll make do. I'll make it work. That's it. That's it. You know, when we when we become parents, it's not about us anymore. Like like literally, it's like snap, and everything changes I, for the good. Right. I think a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, we're in that state of independence and what, again, what quote unquote matters to us all changes. It's like, no, this is, this is it. Like I have this human being in front of me that, and, and my job is to make sure that they're, again, that they're good, they're good people, you know? And I, by the way, like I wholeheartedly believe there is so much more good in this world than there is negative. We just don't see enough of it. Uh, Not only do we not see enough of it, but the news agencies make sure that we don't see enough of it. Well, well, yes, yes. And that's, that's kind of where I was headed, right? Oh, sorry. sorry. No, you're good. You're on point, right? It's, it's always, it's always been that way. Maybe there's a little tiny segment about a 107 year old grandmother or whatever, you know, and they celebrating her birthday and life or whatever, but it's, it, it's such a rare, it's never put in the forefront. You know, um, we have genuine heroes around us every single day, people that, that take a selfless action and, and make a dramatic impact on somebody's life. It happens every single day, every single moment, like while we're talking, they're happening everywhere. And, and we don't, we don't see them. We don't hear them. And, and, and it's, I think it's important to highlight that kind of stuff, you know, and to give out the good and, and, and shine your light bright on other people. And, you know, I had that inflection point when I was a kid and I don't remember exactly the when, um, I, but I remember thinking to myself, I don't ever want anyone to feel the way I feel. I don't want anyone to ever be treated the way I've been treated. And I don't ever want them to feel that way or, or feel like they're being treated that way when they're around me. Right. And so yeah. I, I, I kind of broke out of that show growing up slowly, but surely into high school and, and, and my parents fostered it too. Right. Of, okay, well let's, let's, you know, I, I want to bring more people around. I want, I want, the, I want people to feel better when they, they leave me. Uh, and, you know, certainly broke out of that show in the college and just became a social butterfly, so to speak, and found LinkedIn along the way. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Just again, like the inflection points that we have along the way, our journey, and 
And, you know, we all, we all go through, you know, crazy things in our lives. I, I gotta tell you, I mean, like up until, up until my very first video on LinkedIn, which will be two years, like the end of this month, early November, I don't know, I've made almost 400 videos, 450 videos on LinkedIn, which I was terrified to do in the first place. I thought of my being a miracle baby and having Tourette's and all that as just as, as weird and not in a good way, right? It was never, this is a superpower, this is a gift, or, you know, I'm, uh, I'm flossom, right? Uh, right. We all have flaws, but that's what makes us awesome. And uh, I, I never thought that until the response that I got when I made my very first video on LinkedIn, which was my life story that I've shared with you, uh, which again, I was, I was so terrified to do in the first place, but I was inspired by others that had shown up talking about things that you never would have heard of on LinkedIn before. And like I said, I've been on LinkedIn almost, uh, almost 16 years every day, almost 16 years. And, you know, just almost two years ago, like this is the kind of stuff that was happening and people talking about really personal stuff like I was agoraphobia and speech impediments and rape. And my gosh, I mean, just such really personal stuff. And, and, and people were getting really honest, right? Cause I, the campaign was let's get honest. And it was really inspiring. It was also a much, and I'll say much younger generation comparatively because I'm like 20 years older um, compared to an age, age irrelevant, but it was really inspiring because these were voices that weren't showing up before. And now they were showing up and showing up on video and emoting and, and it was just, it was wow, you know? Uh, yeah. but the response, the reactions that people were sharing and showing up and giving in their hearts and the love, support and encouragement. I mean, you never had seen anything like that before on this business social networking platform. And, and it, I mean, for me, for me, it meant everything because for all the reasons I shared more and, and I, I said, I, I want to give this out to anyone and everyone I see showing up, uh, on video. Cause all of us back then were pioneers of LinkedIn video and, and we didn't know what we were doing. It was all new for everybody. And what's happened in just a couple of short years of people realizing that they have a voice and a story that matters and a voice and a story that can positively impact and affect other people's lives. And, and Ari, it's so nuts because, you know, again, like I didn't know what I was doing. I was terrified to do it in the first place. I was the greenest greenhorn ever. I mean, I had never gotten in front of a camera like that, uh, let alone technologically. You didn't even know there were apps that existed or any of that kind of stuff. And and it was really hard for me. I, it was really uncomfortable because the first time I thought, one of my Tourette's come out? You know, what kind of video is that going to be? Because oh, honestly, man. at that point, I, I had never talked about it. I, along my journey a couple of times in high school, I saw a kid pass me in the hallway. One of my classmates, he did three ticks at one, one after the other. I immediately knew he had Tourette's. I went home to my mom and I said, one of my classmates has Tourette's. I have no doubt in my mind. What, what, what do we do? Like, I, I. I, I can only imagine how he feels because I know. And we went through a process and we wound up getting them to UCLA where I was diagnosed. And, you know, I mean, what a gift, right? What a gift I was given to be able to recognize that because of what I had been through to be able to help somebody else. But I mean, I can on one hand, the number of times I had ever, you know, talked about it or whatever, I wrote a paper about it in college or wrote a paper about it in eighth grade. Um, I talked about it one time in the early days of my career and it was in an interview process where I didn't have legs to stand on really, uh, from experience. So I just said, well, I'll just, I'll just tell my story. It's about tenacity and grit and I can, you know, I can learn, I can grow. Just give me a shot, right? Everybody deserves a shot. 
We all get to where we are because somebody gave us a shot. And I met with like eight different hiring managers and a bunch of people in between. And every time I'd be at the end of it, they'd say, well, that's a great story, but why should we hire you? And I, I walked out of there with my head down on my tail between my legs and, and I didn't get the job. And I said, you know what? I'm never going to talk about that again. I don't want to, I don't want to earn something because of what I looked at as a disability, not being differently abled. Right. And, and so I never talked about it again from in the workplace, never talked about any of that stuff. Maybe the miracle baby stuff. Cause you know, they'd say, it's always something that's different and unique about you, you know, and, and maybe that would be it. And that wasn't until later in life from a career perspective. But when I made that very first video and when I shared my story and I realized how many people were inspired by it and, and I was all these invites to podcasts and global radio shows and LinkedIn shows and other, other things and speaking opportunities. And I'm like, why? I'm like, I just shared it on this video or I, I just shared the story on this podcast. Like, why do you want me to share it again? And I didn't get it. Like, it didn't make sense to me. And someone gave me an example and said, you know, think about it this way. Whenever a movie comes out, there's a movie premiere and they usually do a road show and they go on all these talk shows and radio shows and, and you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah. They're like, they always say the same thing. I mean, it's pretty much all the same thing. I'm like, yeah, it is. But you're not watching every single show or listening to every single radio show or going to all these premieres, are you? I'm like, no, you're right. I'm not. And like, they said different audiences show up in different places. So I said, well, that makes sense. Okay. So I'm not just a broken record saying the same thing over and over again. I'm Because that's, that's what I was thinking, right? I'm like, well, wait, I'm just saying the same thing over and over. Aren't people going to get bored or like tell me to just shut up already? And, it, it, and then they said, no. So I kept doing it and I keep showing up and I keep sharing. And and to your point, Ari, like and my daughter, I, I'm inspiring people by sharing it. And it's not that they have to have gone through what I've went through. We all go through trials and tribulations in our life. We all get beat down. We, it, it's 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 about getting back up. And you know, I, I didn't I didn't think I had a voice or a story that mattered, Ari. I really didn't. I didn't. I just looked at it as life. This is just life. Okay, I gotta just get up and keep going. Like I, I didn't know any better, right? And and I have a number of friends that have gone through so much pain in their life in ways that you'd sit there and go, my God, one of those things would just kill you. Like, how did you get through that? And, and it's the same mentality that I just shared. And, and the moments that have come up for me to be able to share um, my story, and I think that's the other thing, and I want your listeners to understand this too, right? You don't have to almost have died or gone through what I've been through or what others I could share have gone through to have a, a, a you know, to affect another person's life in a positive way. Everyone has a voice in a story that matters and a voice in a story that can positively affect another person's life. And just by sharing, right? Because naturally, and I'm not gonna get psychobabble on you, but us as human beings, we, we wanna help people, right? We care for people. Um, and it, 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 these are just kind of natural human things. Uh, and we want to relate to people. And I think if you think about that and go, okay, well, if you just share your story knowing that it could help someone else, that's because you never know what someone else is going through. But by sharing your story, it could help someone that's going through something that you never thought could make a difference. And I'm saying from my own experience, I've gotten messages from people all over the world that have gone through and or are going through at the time some really, really hard moments in their life. And they have shared that just by sharing 
what I've been through, that it's given them hope, that it's helped them realize they are flossom and they can get through it and it's worth living. And, you know, all of those, those things and these moments, I'll j- I just keep saying, yes, I keep, you know, you reached out and said, Hey, Brian, I'd love to have you on my show. I said, wow, I'd be honored to be on your show, you know? And, um, yep. uh, so, so I, I, I look at all these moments as gifts to go, okay, well, I'm supposed to share my story and I'm supposed to use my voice that I didn't think I had or a story worth telling because I've realized that it's not, and this is the most important part for anyone. It's not about you. It's about sharing your experiences that can help at least one person out there. And if you think about it that way, it changes your mindset completely. And I think it really puts you in this grateful place because you look at what you've been through and go, okay, I get it. I have been through, I don't have to know why I've been, I've gone through what I have, however painful it has been, however hard and struggling it has been, but to know that I've been through it so that I can share it so that I can potentially help at least just one person out there going through something that they can't, they feel they can't get through alone. And that's a gift that we all have. We all have it. It's crazy because sometimes sometimes when we're so down in the dumps, when we've got so much stuff that's happening to us that's creating such havoc in our lives or such negativity or potential negativity or whatever it is, and, and we're just all the way, all the way down there. Legitimately, yeah. the, the one thing that helps us more than anything else is another person reaching down with their hand to lift us up. Yes. All the yes. That's what it's about. That's what it's, that's what it's about. It's about community. It's about people coming together. It's about, you know, knowing that we all go through different things in our lives and we can do that. We can read. The only reason you should be looking back is to reach down and lift somebody up. Like it's, you know, and, 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 and do that. Take it. If you see the opportunity, do that. Send the ladder down, lift your hand down, help people where you can. Because the struggle is real, you know. It's like I, oh, I yeah. share this. <laughs> I, I, I I mentioned, you know, I'm po- you see me positive every single time you see me showing up. That doesn't mean I'm not going through crap in my life, okay? It just means I choose to decide how it's going to affect me. Like awesome. I said, ten percent what happens, ninety percent how you react to it. We have a choice. It's okay to have a moment. Please have a moment. Like don't let that just don't shove it down inside of you and not experience it. And it's not easy. I know it's hard. I had so many of them. I still do, you know, but, but experience the moment, let yourself experience that moment. If it's grief, if it's pain, if it's whatever it is, you're on the ground, you've just fallen again and you're looking up going, why? And, and just throw me a bone, give me something, show me some light, you know, and, 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 but if you get up, just know that you, you're going to be okay. Just smile and laugh and go, okay. But <laughs> it's not just, it's, it's a little bit more than that. Not just are you going to be okay, but every single time you get up and people don't realize this and this is part of the issue, every time you get up, you're stronger. And every yes. single time you stand up, you're that much more able to withstand whatever else life throws at you in the future. And whatever else that comes at you, you're like, okay, I, you know, I, I had that moment two years ago when I had that really big issue but I can do it. I can get past this. And I know I can. That's right. 
That's right. And great ways to remember that. Pull out your phone when you were in the worst moment that you feel like you're having in your life and hit record and talk to yourself. I can't believe what I'm going through right now. I can't get through this. Like, and, and just talk to yourself and bank it. And next time you have another moment that you don't think you can get through, go play that video for yourself and record another one the next time it happens and another one. And you start to look back and exactly what you're saying, Ari, is go, wow, I got stronger and stronger each time. I got through this each time when I didn't think I would or I could or I should. And you did. And that is inspiring for you. And it's inspiring for others because at one point you will go, wow, I should share this with people because somebody else is going through something too and doesn't think they can get up again. And this might help them. I want to go back and uh, bring up that quote from what your daughter wrote about you again and say, yeah, you know, life throws stuff at us until we have to make that choice to overcome or accept defeat. And, and honestly, accepting defeat is never an acceptable answer. I'm with you. When people see that other people have just purchased on your website, it does three different things. Number one, it increases conversions, right? Because you'll have all these people saying, hey, what am I missing out on? You will save on acquisition because you will not have to spend as much on online advertising because your conversion when they're on your website the first time will be better. You also build credibility. Visitors won't know just how popular your website and your brand is unless they're seeing in real time other people buying. And as they see other people buying, they're going to want to buy too. Go to ariguns.com forward slash proof today to learn more. Again, that's ariguns.com forward slash proof to learn more about this amazing, amazing product. And the best thing of all, it's completely affordable. Do you have a moment of failure in your life that you would be willing to share with us? Wow. I failed so much in my life and in my career, so much more than I've succeeded. What I always share with people is that failure, you never fail. Okay. You never fail. You either win or you learn and you always learn. And if you remember that through every single thing that you go through, you're always going to win. I mean, I could pluck out so many different moments, right? I mean, it's, it's moments as an entrepreneur, you know, moments growing up, like I can't, how do I can't, I don't know how to socialize. Like I, you know, um, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's like, I think we all go through, (laughs) no matter what it it. is, right? We all go through it. No matter what it is, we all go through it, right? We always, we we question ourselves all the time. Like, I don't think I can do this. I I, I can't get on video. I'm going to look like (laughs) an idiot or, you know, or I I can't start a company. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Or uh, I can't ask my wife to marry me. She's not going to say yes. You know, I mean, you could think of any, think about it this way, any first in your life. 
right? Any first in your life, you want to go for a job and you see 20 other people there sitting there in an interview or a waiting room to interview and you're sitting there going, oh my God, they, they look much smarter than I am or much better than I am. <laughs> it, it, you know, but, but when you take the step, when you take the leap, you take the first step and you do it. You know, I use LinkedIn video a lot as an example for people because some people are like, what's the big deal? It's just video. And the examples I just gave you are examples of saying the same thing. And no, it's not. It's that first for, for that person. It was that way for me. And I took the leap. And after I took the leap, all what I saw in reaction from that, right? And how I felt after that, don't get me wrong. I was so uncomfortable and so awkward for so long. And I've chronologued my journey, by the way. You can find the story on my, on my LinkedIn profile, the article, the first article that says this is LinkedIn video, because I wanted, to, I wanted to be able to look back at it. And I wanted other people to be able to see go, hey, you know what? wow, this guy's made almost 450 videos. Yeah, go back to the beginning and see where I started. Because I was, I, we all start from day one. We all start from ground zero. We all think we can't do it. But when you start and when you have support behind you, right? Because that's the thing. I wanted to stop so many times along my journey when it came to LinkedIn video. But I had people behind me cheering me on and rooting for me. And, and, and you know, it, that's incredible. If you have one person sitting there going, no, you can, you're incredible. Go, you can do this. And don't worry if you fall down, I'm going to, I'll be right here. And we'll, we'll, I'll dust you off and you'll do it again because that's how you succeed. Absolutely. It's not about where you wind up. It's that you keep getting up. And to your point, Ari, you get stronger every time you do. You get more confident as you go along your journey and you realize that you're never failing and that you are always learning and you take that with you, even in those moments of despair and you're like, oh God, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this hole where I can't even see any light above me on the surface? You just start climbing. And just keep climbing. No matter how many times you fall. That's 100%. it. 100%. That's it. 100%. I'd like to close off with one actionable thing listeners can do to help them on their way to greatness. What's an actual thing you would recommend? When you go to bed at night and when you wake up in the morning, I want you to tell yourself seven things that you're grateful for. It will literally will change your life. And by the way, no matter how bad you think your life is or what's happening to you in the moment, you can always find seven things that you're grateful for. You're yes. breathing. You have all your limbs. You can see. You can hear. You can feel. Your heart is beating. You're, you know, you're uh, laying in a bed and not on the floor. You're inside I mean, a house and not outside. Yes. It can be very basic when you're, when you're listing off things you're grateful for, grateful for. None of them have to be profound, I don't think. No. Right? It sounds like no, that. No, no. It can be the most basic things in the world. I'm grateful for this t-shirt for keeping me warm. I'm grateful for my jeans that I have that I wear that I'm going to be putting on tomorrow morning. Whatever. doesn't make a difference. Be grateful for what you feel is the worst moment you're having in your life. Because later, it's going to be an amazing story that you'll be able to look back on and or share with somebody else that's going through something they don't think they can go through. We are... It. I, I want to tell you this. We are never, ever given anything in terms of the trials and tribulations, the challenges we go through in our life that we never think we can go through. Whatever it is, we are never given anything that we can't get through and that we're not supposed to get through. 
And if you remember that, it's hard to remember these things when you're going through it, right? It's, it's when we're at our, our, our most vulnerable moments, right? When we are so uncomfortable and just don't think we can get out of where we are, that is the moment we are growing. That is the moment we are learning. That is the moment the magic happens. We don't know when it happens. We're not thinking about that for sure when it's happening. But we'll look back. There'll be a moment, whether it's chosen or it just happens, where you look back and go, wow, I never thought I would get through that. Look at what I've, look at what I've grown through and what I learned. And, and just know that you, that it's listening right now, that you do have a voice and a story that matters and that you have the ability to share that and to, like I've said, positively affect other people by doing that. Love it. Just be, be grateful for everything that happens in your life, good, bad, or indifferent, because it's supposed to happen. You don't have to know why, but know that you can get through it and that you're not alone. Love it. What are one or two projects that you're working on right now that you want people to know about? I actually just launched a masterclass, LinkedIn masterclass um, with, a, with a dear friend of mine who's the head of social at a company called Thinkific out of Canada. They're a, a course platform. Really cool stuff what they do. It's actually kicking off today. It's, it's, it's for a week. There's a likelihood that we will do it again. So keep eyes and ears to the ground. But that's, uh, that's one of the things that's happening literally right now. We kick it off in a couple hours. And it's, it's for newbies. It's for the newbies on LinkedIn. So, you know, you can look at LinkedIn, you go, what are you talking about? It's a digital resume and a place to look for a job. No, it's not. Not anymore. <laughs> it's, an <engagement, laughs> it's an engagement platform. Look at how Ari and I met. Hello. Right. Um, 100%. But it's, yeah, it's all about relationships. We'll, we'll be, be digging into, into that stuff. Uh, and super, super excited. We've kept it really um, intimate. Just 30 people uh, because we've got, Q&A and a lot of stuff associated to it post-class, five days, an hour each day. Um, so really excited about that. And again, this is a really, really big part of my heart. Uh, it's honestly why I started my company, um, because I love working with brands. I love working with executives. I love working with teams within companies to help them understand that they have, again, a voice and a story that matters. And, and most importantly, that um, that can affect the lives of others that are that are a part of their brands, that they're ambassadors within the company, their employees are the biggest voices that they don't take advantage of. Uh, and it's got nothing to do with business. Um, but um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's the immediate, just kind of top of mind stuff. That, that sounds really right cool. Now. That yeah. sounds really cool. Yeah, and definitely yeah. LinkedIn is, LinkedIn is, is blowing up and a lot of people don't necessarily realize that. And the more that they get on board with that, the farther they can go. Lastly, how can people get in touch with you or follow your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So LinkedIn is my home. It has been every day for the last almost 16 years. So you can find me there. You can search for the hashtag voice your vibe on LinkedIn. And if you want to schedule time to chat, you can go to Calendly. It's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash voice your vibe. If the time is available, feel free to, to, um, to schedule it. I would love to chat with you. You want to talk about stories. You want to talk about LinkedIn. I, I schedule the time with everything I've got going on. I schedule the time or block the time off so that I can have chats with people. It's something I do every single week. Uh, why I have a series called Shout Out Saturday that began 75 weeks ago uh, because of the awesome video chats that I have with people and who I meet off LinkedIn. I just, I love people. I truly do. And 
um, I love meeting new people and learning about people and, and helping people. So awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Yeah, Ari, so honored. Thank you so much for asking me to uh, to be a guest. It's it's been awesome, and uh, I truly appreciate you. I have to tell you this this whole conversation completely. Like I always prepare, right? Because you got to walk into a situation prepared. We covered almost none of the questions that I had, although we covered some of the topics that I wanted to go into. But this was totally epic, and and I couldn't have asked for anything better. So thank you. Oh wow, that means so much to me, man. Thank you. On September 26, 2019, Sharon Folk wrote a review on our podcast. She gave us five stars. She said, great discussion. Loved listening to your interview with Joe about how he came up with the motivation concept. Sharon is a marketing manager. Check her out on LinkedIn. Thanks so much for tuning into today's show. We really appreciate it. This is your host, Ari Gunsberg, reminding you to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or on whatever your favorite podcast app is. And also, please make sure to go in and give us a rating, give us a review. Anything that you can do to help us grow this podcast is incredibly appreciated. And remember, keep on going on your way to greatness. Thank you for listening to the Way to Greatness podcast, where we explore the journey from failure and mediocrity to success and greatness. Keep moving on your way to greatness. Join us next week for more stories, inspirations, and interviews to help you achieve the greatness within you.